0: to get started visit plushcare.com slash that's plushcare.com slash welcome
1: to the hotbed episode eight like being in our own budget rom-com i'm lisa williams
2: i'm anarchy somerville i'm cherry healy and anarchy and i if we got married we would be cherokee cherokee sorry lisa that leaves you out of bed but you got a joe it's fine
3: yeah, I'm happy just being Lisa. Flipboard Lisa. <laughs> That's always a really controversial question, actually. I think I've done that before with a girlfriend. Who, would you marry me or do you fancy me? That kind of thing. So, What conversations, conversations do you have? Well, when you're very sort of <laughs> drunk and it's kind of two o'clock in the morning, you might say, listen, if we were both gay would you fancy me would you yeah, marry me I've got me? another
2: really good game would it's I called what would your penis look like if you are a man <laughs> oh, yeah. and be... everyone said to me that um, we had the funniest night we ended up playing and really took it, everyone took it really seriously but I sometimes <laughs> wonder what it must be like as a man having sex with a woman what that must feel like mm-hmm. anyway let's move on let's talk about that another day series two people series two
1: <laughs> with the Hotbed Collective we are Three women hell-bent on improving this world, one orgasm at a time. And now is probably a good chance to sort of reflect on that, because um, this is the final episode of the series. We started it out going, I want a podcast, like a spoilt kid in a shop. I want a podcast. I've got a website. I want an Instagram account. We got it. Oh. I want a podcast. I want a live show. And we we got it all. We got, we treated ourselves, didn't we? <laughs> and, um, and so we thought we would sort of talk a little bit about how we think the podcast has gone and what we've want next for the hotbed collective we throw to our final show for the final time uh where we review an app called the pillow app so we talked at the very beginning of this series in fact cherry mentioned it she said you know when things get tough when you want to communicate with your partner i want a script i want a script and lots of people said yes we want a script too so pillow app is kind of a script for us, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to hear again from life and confidence coach Mary Meadows, who we heard from earlier on in the series and who was a real hit. She's going to talk about dating after divorce. And we're going to give you some better words for masturbation. Thanks to you lot, because we put a shout out and you all delivered. So before we start, let's set the scene. We're back at Soho Radio in a wonderful downstairs studio. It's
2: funny, this is our sex dungeon. I really like this room. I really think we should make this our spiritual home.
3: It's nice. It needs yeah. um it needs maybe a little bit more decoration. It's I like quite minimal. minimal I think
2: we can add to that. I think um I think I love my boudoir in my in my house so much. But there is sorry, that was my squeaky saw. Um that, but it's very nice to be in a proper studio and mm. I can hear that the sound quality is a lot better and it's fun to be in Soho. It and is. And also Great. we're taking Dr. Karen out for lunch after this, Which after we finish this recording. So Dr.
1: Karen is our wonderful uh, resident sex expert and she's been so brilliant and we want to take her out for lunch, get her drunk and tell her how much we love her. I it's know. Fun. It's funny,
3: isn't it? Because the minute you said that, I was sort of thinking, are we going to order dishes that are kind of look like sexual organs to try Annacque, and give it a thank you a for a,
2: li- a lunch theme. You've so just I'm given the whole thinking. lunch. Another like, dimension. So there
3: needs to be something that's phallic. So there needs to be something like a fig or a vaginal sort yes. of mm. plate. Or Everyone something.
2: has to have some kind of genital or food. Or peach.
3: <laughs> that's actually an peach. Instagram account where she uses lots of fruit to represent vaginas and sort Ooh. of squeezing fruit and things. So. We'll find that and put that Just on our Instagram back to how account. Just think the
2: podcasters has been mm. doing. I personally think that our first one was great in energy, but. I think it's our, our podcast has got better like a fine wine mm-hmm. because I found I talked so fast and I talked over everyone and I got I've never done a podcast with, mm. with two other people and mm-hmm. I realized that I got really over excited by what mm. you were saying and um, so I think that they've got a lot better and I've also been so incredibly excited about the response mm. um, And Lisa, I just feel like you just are the most. You're such the boss lady with your scripting and your producing and your notes. Having had a new baby ten minutes ago, it's quite (laughs) funny. That that is quite staggering, actually.
3: Because I've got a couple of friends who've just had babies, and. I keep going. Well, my friend Lisa, she's doing a whole podcast with her baby. <laughs> and there is and the worry, isn't there? You, t- don't right. no, you, don't you
2: don't want to you be don't, competitive. And you don't want mums to feel like I've had a baby and now I must set up a small business. No,
3: no, no. But um, I think it's it's nice. I mean, the thing is that the reality is is that it's not it's not not always easy, is it? But no. it's kind of. I think it's nice to be able to see someone being creative and doing stuff, yes, as well definitely. as looking after a newborn. Yes. that's quite. Inspiring. Have you found it hard to yeah. do the
2: podcast and Joe?
1: Joe, not so much. It's having a toddler, actually. So that could okay. be any time. Mm. Um, it's been quite nice during the night feeds to be listening to footage about anal sex and masturbation <laughs> and transcribing them and doing sort of show notes and things. And I've learned so much doing this series that I'm mm. hoping series two will be really slick. But I think, you know, what I found really interesting is so as you all regular listeners will know, the regular snorting in the background is my little baby, Joe, And I've just brought him along to everything. And it's sort of made it a bit easier that way. And sometimes, uh, the hotbed children sort of come weave in and out of our recordings and we see them at the beginning and at the end and I said to you two oh the snorting is, is snorting's really bad on this episode you know do you think it matters and and Cherry you were really sweet where you? you were like no because it shows that we can be mums and we can talk mm. about sex and that's but the beauty of what we're doing so and that's our the remit other really thing. is
2: sex after kids mm. and sex mm. in long term relationships and there are distractions I think it's I think it's well on brand I do, there was one recording we're, doing, we're going down we're reminiscing mm. about our recording yeah, oh, and, uh, and, and Lisa <laughs> had to tell me and Anna key off because we I bought oh, some hummus and breadsticks mm. and uh, we didn't even stop when the recording had started and, and and Lisa had to very gently tell us that 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 was probably the line that was you know the, what we were doing we were getting into
3: that kind of we thing. went was, rabid we, we'd gone into
1: I think basically we were eating it meal. was like that it was like the cookie monster we but went absolutely
2: hummus. you've never seen two More. people destroy a pot of hummus faster than that but you but know I the chomping and the proper, munching
3: proper hunger You know, when you're really, really
2: hungry. Yeah, that was bonkers.
3: Podcasting is hungry. Can um, I just say one thing? Because there's one thing that I have to just get out, which was that I think initially, because we had this review, didn't we? We should talk about our reviews and what people have said. And I know that Miranda Sawyer did a review and we we love her very much. And it was kind of a bit of a mixed blessing, perhaps, because I think it was very early on and it could have been quite easy to take that really badly. Mm. Um, And interestingly i think i hope that she will give us another listen actually if not this series next series because mm. i actually think we've improved um quite a lot and so i sort of think the first time i echo what you said actually i think sometimes we do say the first thing that pops into our brain and sometimes we were talking over each other quite a lot um and i think now we're probably a bit more savvy perhaps yes. so let's talk
1: about what we've learnt from this series and um I have learned, for example, um, that lots of women watch porn. And, uh, you know, episode five, I think it was, Can Feminist Porn Give You the Horn, was a real moment. For me, that was the best episode of the series, uh, followed closely by I'd Like Something Up My Bottom, Please, which is the next episode. Mm. Um, But we had a lot of people contact us about that episode, and they watched a lot of porn, and they said they enjoyed mainstream porn, but then they felt really guilty about it afterwards. And they had never heard of feminist porn And they were really interested to hear about it. And a lot of them have gone to check it out. They've done their homework. So if you watch porn and you are a woman, you are not alone. If you feel guilty about it, there are other options. Mm. Um, And that was probably my main thing. The other thing that I've learned from this series is the words. We don't have the words to talk about sex. We're all about being open. But a lot of us kind of cringe at words like masturbation and
3: lubrication Mm. and vulva.
2: You're right. The vocab is poor, isn't Mm. it?
3: Yeah but also even just I mean that's the thing I've learned it's just sort of talking about it's funny because I've had a few friends say to me, "I can't believe how you just come out and say stuff." You know, the three of you. Yeah. And I think we feel we'll probably we've probably really brought our kind of boundaries down, oh, and God, so our I chat is I've very open. Spoken um, to women about sex so
2: much, but ever. it is
3: quite strange because I still think the reality is is that when you step outside and you're with another group of women, you wouldn't you wouldn't be necessarily doing what we're doing. So I think if if there's one thing I hope is that it gives people more permission to have a chat about this yeah. with friends. Um, I hope so too bring it out because I just, there's a lot of women who are like, oh, I really enjoy listening to you, but I would never have those kind of chats. Um, and I think part of our advantage is that we don't we don't hang out together all the time. And so we don't sort of live in each other's pockets. Mm. And in a way that creates more intimacy. I don't know why that is. There's also just a funny little dynamic between us where we've always been open right mm. from the
2: start. Cherry. I think following on from that, mm. I couldn't agree more. I think the thing I've learned is that people speak women need permission to talk openly about sex because mm-hmm. there was an idea that if you talk about sex, if you like sex, that you're a little bit dirty, a little bit mm. wrong, a little bit uncouth. I don't mm. want to be with you. I don't really trust you. I wouldn't want you around my kids. There's a very, very strong sense mm. of a woman not being allowed to talk about sex. You can have sex and you must be sexy, but you mustn't enjoy it or talk about it, which is mm. just so odd. And that's the joke and about w- sex after kids
1: because we've obviously all done it because but otherwise the- pretend. Not not to. Mm. and so to Just me that, ma- that sh- I find that liberating actually because I think I don't have to pretend to be a virgin anymore
2: <laughs> uh, I also I, I'm extremely excited about how many people want to talk about this and how many people have listened to the podcast and I really like that we are in between the Guilty Feminist and Woman's Hour on mm. the iTunes podcast list oh, and what I what a place great glee in that is, uh, what amazing I do company. think I have been I thought the podcast would be great And obviously I think you two are fantastic. But I have been a bit surprised at the reaction to Mm -hmm. it, at how many people have listened to it and downloaded it and how... And how it seems that people really, really want to talk about this. Mm. I've been so... It's funny because that
3: revelation, I think, even that women are watching porn, because, you know, um, I keep... There's another little podcast I've been listening to, this John Ronson one, The Butterfly Effect, and he's talking about the porn industry in general. And he's just talking about the sheer amount of porn that is consumed worldwide. So Mm. mainly via Pornhub. That's like Mm. the main number one thing. And he he's, he talks about numbers and basically I was listening to it and I suddenly had this epiphany where I was like, so if I'm thinking about those numbers and I'm walking home – Every single house has got at least one person in it who is watching porn. Mm -hmm. And he was also talking about times of day. So it's usually on a Sunday in the States, that's when a lot of porn is watched. And that's Mm -hmm. when the rest of the family are out at church. So that's when it happens. (laughs) And the other highest hit time is Monday morning, which is work. So people are watching huge quantities of porn Monday (gasps) morning at work. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting, but I also found it really liberating because I thought, isn't it funny that if we do watch porn, sometimes we feel this real sense of shame of kind of like, I'm the only one, what's wrong with me? That's really weird. But actually, once you start to think about every house in every street is somebody Mm -hmm. watching porn at some point during the day, male and female, teenage, you know, whatever it kind of opens things up a bit and you think, Do you know what, that's why people want to talk about it because it's just as common as eating or going Absolutely. to the loo mm. or washing your hair. We all love actually... talking about
2: movies yeah, and watching films yeah. and box sets. Exactly. I mean, it's getting to this, you know, it's as, as prolific as watching a box set now, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I love the idea of, hey, you guys go to church, I'll just stay at home and wash the car.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, that's, I was thinking I always about... always when people go, I'm going to work from home, you're going to watch telly and wank. <laughs> I know. So I was am working, working from about, home. I yeah, yeah, working right. on something. I
3: I was thinking about sort of in the office Chafing. as well. I was thinking that's so, that is quite peculiar, isn't it? Sort of under the desk or, you know, thing. Do you guys kind of have thing. a regular
2: time? Is that like a time of the day when you... No. I quite often after I've had after I've exercised and showered because mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. kind of really full of beans and I'm mm-hmm. really and I feel really good about myself and all the endorphins are happening and then and then that's just a great time mm. for me. Yeah, I think there's definitely a
1: connection between exercise and and oh, porn, which mm. we should talk about. Now I'm going to just move on quickly to the live show because a theme that has come out has been sex and tech. So a lot of the stuff that we have reviewed has required an app or a download or something like that. And um, Grandma Anarchy, born Ooh. in the 10th century, has <laughs> uh, uh, had well, real trouble. trouble with this. I do just have had, trouble with that. But um, this is a really interesting um, app, and you'll hear more about it in a second. It's called the Pillow app. It was developed by two uh, sex counsellors and relationship counsellors. And, uh, well, it's all... It's all very well explained in this little piece, which was recorded at our live show at Old Street Records. Let's throw to
2: the show. We're talking about a pillow app, which is an app which helps couples to re-engage in an intimate way. And when I first heard about this, I thought, uh, because phones are so part of how you disengage with each other and you're both on your phone scrolling or doing whatever, But actually, when I really looked at it, I thought, this is bloody genius. Because if you are both phone junkies, it's a way, it's almost like a bit of a game that you do together. And it gives you little kind of games to play with each other. But do you know what? I'm going to admit something that I haven't, I downloaded it, I looked at it, but I haven't engaged with it with a real life human person. (laughs) But one of us has...
1: Me. I'm going to throw it to Lisa. That would be me. So I've used this pillow app. So just to describe a little bit what it's like, you sign up, it's free for the first 14 days, and then it's 5 99 a month. Uh, so try before you buy. And it's a series of videos, and these videos are actually so no, they're, they're kind of audio tracks, and they talk you through a particular kind of counselling uh, or intimacy exercise. See, mm. It's
2: so not as bad as we're making it out to be. It's now, actually quite cool, and it's branded anicky, nicely, and it's done well.
1: Anarchy wasn't keen because she signed up and within five minutes she got three emails from the app. Well, this is this is
2: what
3: I mean about whether you're a digital native or not. So I had the same problem with the with the not abuse. you are like, no, stop!
2: No, oh, I, I know, there was, a lot, there
3: was very there was a lot of emails. I liked the emails.
2: Yes, Darren did send you. Sent me a lot of emails, but I liked the emails because one of those emails was from their version of Dr. Karen, who basically said, look the best way to use this app is for it to be specific to your couple, to your relationship. Mm. So fill out this little questionnaire and I will send you the best... I mean, basically, it felt quite bespoke, and, but it was an email from, you know... Mm. So Darren, Darren's
1: one of the co-founders, and so he sends these emails quite regularly saying, new, new update. But uh, if you
2: struggle with intimacy in your relationship... You know how we were talking earlier about, you know, I'm going for a weekend away, you just need to spend more time with each other. It's like, how... How do I do that? And I feel like this app really helps to answer that question. For some people, actually, it really gives you a practical solution.
3: I know. And that's, that, that, that was one thing that I did like about it. I mean, I didn't want to pay... Because that was the other thing, is I couldn't figure out how to actually do it without paying 5 <laughs> So I didn't... I, I'll be completely honest. I didn't actually sign up for it. Because I have this whole thing with technology. Where I'm work. like, what the fuck is that? So basically I didn't <laughs> sign up for it. But interestingly when we were driving to the venue today I did look at it and I thought that is actually not a bad idea because I think if you say to a partner the app has told me that, yeah. you, that actually we need to do blah 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 blah. blah. As always you just nail it on the head. You basically blame
2: help. it on the app. So Lisa do. what was your so experience? So the best
1: way to broach the topic of the fact that you want to try this app out is to pretend that you're reviewing it for the Hotbed Collective. <laughs> because it gives you an alibi, and that's how I got my partner to say yes, otherwise he would have run a mile. I mean, he kind of did run a mile, but we got him back, and he said, are you actually gonna make me do this? And I said yes, because the deadline's approaching, and one out of the three of us has gotta try this fucking product. So I did it. Anyway, it's very appealing. You go through and you scroll through all these different exercises, and some of them will appeal to others, you know, and some will appeal to me. And, and the one that I first saw that I thought was interesting was called 15 Kisses. And I thought, okay, I can deal with that. But well, I thought, I can be kissed 15 times. That's not so hard. So you press play, and then you get the choice of, do you want Angelina or do you want Zach? And I thought, I want Angelina. So. I clicked on Angelina, and I pressed play, and it was actually a bit disappointing, because it wasn't like a sexy American lady. It was a, quite a prim-sounding um, Brit. And it sounded a bit too much like a kind of sex information video. So I turned off, and I went back to Zach. Zach is American. So immediately, I was like, Americans just... I thought they are They get away with sex talk much better than English. The English accent, I don't find personally... Anyway, I find American pillow talk much more attractive than... Americans have no morals. The audience of the there member, there's just something about it. Maybe it's so how did the
2: 15 kisses work? Did so you literally have to kiss each other 15 times? Zach says, "I
1: want you to face your partner and give them a kiss from the jawline to the neck." And it's that specific. And there's 15 different types of kisses. Some of them are better than others. So I can't say we were that taken with the lizard. <laughs> Which is basically where you, you stick your tongue out at intervals at each other, right, touching in the middle like, like a lizard. Sex has got to be lols.
2: You've got to give people, it to the app.
1: Some people probably love this, but what I loved the most about this app was, because we were sort of like making out and Zach was telling us what to do and I felt like I was in a rom-com. It was so brilliant. I felt like I had Zach directing me and an actor and, and that he was telling us what to do. I mean, admittedly, in our case, it was a really budget rom-com in a really shit bedroom. With, like, budget actors who aren't famous with no profile or gags. But anyway, it was, you know, it worked. So by kind of kiss nine, we were kind of a bit like, okay, we've nailed this kissing thing. But it worked because it was like, how long do you spend on actually kissing? You don't. You don't spend any time, do you? That's a
2: problem. But I also think sometimes you need a third party. You don't want an actual, actual physical person in your bedroom. But you need a third party to help you both go, like, have a bit of a laugh, to help you get intimate. I think that in the digital age that has obviously affected so many people's lives, this is a real positive. I think it's a good thing.
1: It's true. And some of them, are like 15 kisses is kind of like a kind of entry-level one, I would say. There's some deeper, more intimate ones. And the other one we did was called something like Undercover Secrets or something. And you literally put the duvet over your head and then Zach or Angelina, whoever floats your boat, asks you questions that you then have to answer. And they're actually really sweet. It's a bit like playing Mr and Mrs with your other half because it's stuff like, you know, like... What did you think of me when you first met me or like when were you the most happy and what's made you happiest? And actually, I mean I played with more spirit than my partner, I have to say. But it did come out with some really lovely things and it gets racier and then it gets to, you know, when's the best shack that you've well, they didn't say shack, but you know, when's <laughs> when's <laughs> that's my version. But um it was, you know, when's when's the most exciting time you've had sex? And you can kind of relive and unlock this great sexual memory if you did have a you See know, now while I'm listening to
3: you talk about it, I'm thinking, God, I should have done Done it because it actually sounds it's only five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. <laughs> it's not even that. We it's free. It. For the love of God. <laughs> the problem is for me anyway is that. Um, Paul doesn't even have. I mean, my partner doesn't even have a smartphone. So I know you're sort of hearing me protest quite a bit there, but he literally—he still has the game on his phone called—is it Snake? Oh, I love that game. So he plays Snake, and Ray keeps going. Can I play Snake on on Daddy's phone? So it, it's just yeah, we're not the best sort
2: of high tech people. It's not, it's not for everyone, you know. That's what mm. that's you know. There's a whole range of, of fun things going on in the world of sex. You know and yeah, I'm not sure apps are. I don't think they float your boat. I
3: quite like the idea. Like I think I read um, someone on a retreat Um, I quite like the idea of going back to basics and sort of almost just spending time together away Mm. from technology and away from screens so Um, less tech rather than but I don't want any like really beardy people who smell of lentils coming at me with their sandals on and trying to massage me but I just yeah I don't want any of that so what you've enjoyed really more than the kind of product reviews is the interviewing people I've really I mean the big highlight for me has been being like a roving roving raving reporter I think um,
4: (laughs) a raving roving reporter and I loved
3: you know my highlight it definitely was sort of going to meet people Mm. Um, you loved
2: Meg Matthews and her 200 diptyque candles I loved her so much
3: and I sort of it's funny because I grew up with her in my day she used to be very very famous and she was literally Um, you know she was somebody that I always read about in gossip columns and stuff and mm. I really looked up to her and I just thought she was a very cool person and I think especially because I'm older than everyone else I'm constantly looking for women who are kind of a few years ahead of me mm. that I can look up to and I sort of look at her and I think actually do you know what if I'm like that in my early 50s that's not too bad well, having said that I didn't get I didn't marry Um, you know I didn't marry an Oasis front because if I had, I probably would have a bit more of a diptyque thing going on at home. But she's just, she takes care of herself and she's still very sexy. I think she spent her birthday at the Chateau Marmont in LA and I thought, bloody hell, if I'm like 54 and I'm there with a bunch of friends, We'll all be nice. in coat, won't we? No, I'll basically be, I'll basically <laughs> be in little, dinner. yeah, I'll be in Nando's probably, but it's quite nice to aspire to that. Yes.
1: So Meg Matthews, just to explain, Anarchy, the one thing she really took away from that interview was, that uh, Meg Matthews' house was filled, every spare inch of her house was filled with a diptyque candle and Anarchy went on about that more than anything else. Well, take hours to
3: light
2: them. I've got four candles at home.
3: (laughs) But do you know what it is? You know what, the pinnacle, I know that you've reached it when you have a diptyque candle in your toilet. And Uh, you burn it all day, even when you're not doing a poo. I mean, that's like three hundred pound a day (laughs) habit. Because I'm sorry, but that's just drugs. Yeah, I just think that's amazing, just to burn them willy nilly. Because I tend to like burn them for like literally a minute, and then I have to blow them out again because they're so bloody expensive I know yeah. and I get so worried so if about any, fire if Diptyke are actually listening and would like to sponsor yes. our show uh, yes. send 200 the fragrances are also very very nice too I 51. do love them very much
1: so another interview you did was with life and confidence coach Mary Meadows uh, at what's she called badass Mary Meadows badass no what's she called on Instagram Mm, I think she's just Mary Badass, isn't she? Mary Badass. Um, Mary Badass Meadows. Anyway, uh, whatever combination her name goes in. Anarchy spoke to her and we're going to hear from her again now um, because we heard from her when she was talking about body confidence back in episode four, Just Look at the State of Me, and here she is talking about sex and dating after divorce.
3: I think I'm right in saying that you're single now. Yes, yes. Footloose and fancy (laughs) free. Fancy free, free. absolutely. Um, And what's that like? I mean, because, I mean, I'm, you know, there's lots of people who are single and single parents and, but sort of, I suppose, the dating scene, you know, all of that stuff, how has that been for you, going from obviously being somebody with a partner to the single person? Because the perception from my end of it is that single, women and they're the ones who are sort of supping cocktails at the bar (laughs) being chatted up by handsome men in the nightclub at three o'clock in the morning um you know having exciting holidays with their other halves in you know i don't know tasmania um whilst i'm sort of like watching probably netflix
4: netflix doing the ironing yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay well that that's not true um (coughs) certainly not for me um so i think when i became a single mom so probably um Gosh, about four and a half years ago now, um, it was it was a massive change, you know, and it and it wasn't some wasn't my choice either, um. So my husband had an affair that ended our marriage, That's and uh, yeah, but um, but I've always been really open about it and speaking, it's a fact. It's you know, there's there's you know, it's just, just what happened. So um, so yeah, so since so, I, it got about six months in, there was this okay. I am a sexy hot woman. I'm in my 30s. This needs, you know, I need to kind of it was almost like I had to kind of prove that I still could. Mm. Kind of thing. Um so I had some very hot sex mm. in with younger men <laughs> and in in situations that I wouldn't dream about. Mm. And um and it was incredible. And I tell you what, it was the best sex I've ever had in my life. Mm. However, it was short-lived. It was it was those kind of, you know, short fling mm. things like sort of yeah, yeah yeah and um <clears throat> which at the time is great and it you know, you know and it and it does kind of make you feel attractive and wanted and all of those things um but it's not a kind of it, it's not something that you can keep up long term um and you again well you, you could, well, just, you could have, i could have done but i've been quite exhausted but but i think yeah. the majority of men that i come across um ha, have that attitude in that so i'm 41 well, nearly 42 so the majority of men that are single at my age have that attitude they're like why even be in a long term relationship when i could have this um <clears throat> so from you know i'm just surmising from <laughs> from my experience but i've also think we've lost because I seem to feel at points when I think about it that the only option available to me is this internet dating mm. we kind of have lost this the skill of of chatting people up and you know like you said about this, supping cocktails at the bar and being chatted up we've obviously watched too much sex in the city as mm. well like in the 90s <laughs> yeah I know um, so, but that just doesn't happen anymore because I was sitting on the train coming up here and I thought okay I'm going to put my phone down and I'm going to have a look at the men on this train um, and see if i find any of them attractive see if i can catch their eye and i will try and spark up a conversation Mm. um and it was so hard it was so hard everyone is buried in their phones buried in their Mm. laptops um yeah it was very Mm. very hard and uh, not saying that's a
3: it's funny because i noticed that i went to um it was an event or something and i got there early Mm. and i was sat in the hotel bar and um I thought, oh, this is novel because mm. I'm very rarely sat in a bar yeah. on my own, and I was like, I ordered a gin and tonic, and I was sat there. And nobody made any eye contact. Now I'm not I'm not giving myself a big up and saying they should have been, <laughs> but I mean nobody even appraised me in any even just to go, oh that's an old slapper or look at that old yeah. you know, Harrodian, what's she doing here? They were kind of everyone was like you say they were in yeah. their phones. Yeah, yeah. So we've kind thought, of God, I'd find really that really hard if yeah. i was dating. Yeah.
4: yeah. So we've kind of we've we've kind of don't see it as an option anymore. You know that that oh actually you can talk to somebody, you can ask for somebody's number, you can you can use those in real life connections to actually build a relationship and uh yeah we don't seem to be able to use those skills which is a bit scary for the future yeah so um so yeah so that's what i'm trying to build i'm trying to build that kind of in real life because i think for me now that's how it's going to happen not on an internet site because you just it's such a false view of a person Mm -hmm. and um you know uh, I've tried many a times you know putting up pictures thinking about a really cool bio and you know being really into it and being feeling really positive about it and putting very much positive energy into it Um, and then the responses that you get you know it's like people try and start up a conversation just with hello Mm. and I actually the last one I did a couple of months ago I would actually sent one back saying please be more imaginative next time Mm. and and, you know it's just it doesn't take a lot Mm. does it so yes so it's about deciding what you want I think at this point that's where I am at, deciding exactly what I want, how I want it to fit into my life. Um, ruling certain things. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, it's it's not going to happen online. So I'm not going to worry about the internet dating for now. I'm just going to try and spark mm. up those conversations in real life and build myself up um, and build my confidence up with it. So I'm sure it, it, it will happen eventually. But I think it will take longer and be harder to kind of to, to get that because it's just it's a lost skill.
2: I completely understand what Mary is saying because a lot of my friends are annoyed by the fact that dating us out almost exclusively online, but I could not love it more. When I got divorced, it was really, it was a really interesting experience because I'm extremely busy. I've got two kids, I run my own business, I'm doing other projects. The Time is extremely, extremely limited. Mm. And so I am not going to go on a rubbish date. I only, well, I would only go on dates once there'd been some good online chatter mm-hmm. and I'd looked at their Instagram account to make sure that they weren't an axe murderer. <laughs> and there's a really strong filtering system. Mm. So I, I went on great dates. They were really fun and they didn't always go anywhere, but they were never completely, completely rubbish. And I remember in the good old days of meeting people randomly, you know, it, it was you know it's quite if you go out to a bar it's quite hard to strike up a conversation with someone and it goes somewhere it's, they're likely to be uh, married or have a girlfriend or not interested the mm. great thing about it's so efficient mm. online it's just, dating yeah. and if you're busy online dating is so wonderful and when you get face to face with them it's you've got all the romance you just miss out mm. the laboriousness of it I mean mm. I couldn't love it more
3: see I sort of feel like maybe for the next series one of the things I'd quite because I am quite and that stuff only because yeah. I haven't done it so I don't really know yeah. anything about it and the things that I think about are always that it's going to be you know people are going to be weird and you're only judging them on appearance and all of that stuff so maybe we could do a little exercise where you walk me through
2: definitely can we, do a, can, can we put you on Tinder?
3: It's Tinder, well I don't know yeah something like that Come I, just, on, I, yeah. I would quite like to know Let's what that is all about and I because, think if we got Paul's permission
2: then it oh, was course, just a bit yeah, of fun yeah. I think that would be quite a fun look series two boom <laughs> done <laughs> now
1: uh, we're going to wrap up with some words suggested by you guys for female masturbation so uh, use these words and have fun with them at charlottew22 said, love the podcast. I call it DIYing. Love a bit of DIY. So do I we. That's a good her. one. That's a so good much. one. That's brilliant. Then we've got at vicbullock underscore. Love the second podcast. I'm a near 40-year-old and I had a major depressive episode last year. I feel dead from the neck down. I'm going to do my homework this week and have a go at waking up. My recommended wank name would be Nancy. See what I did there. Mm. So I'm off for a Nancy or two, and I look forward to next week. Beautiful. Good Nancy luck to her. Friday. We love her. And finally, Rachel, she wants to be known as Rachel, said, I agree. I had a wank or I masturbated. almost sounds maybe a bit braggy or macho or competitive. It needs to be pleasurable, sensual, or playful. I can only think of the word canoodle. So how about something <laughs> like doodle? Not sure that works either. I doodled. Gonna have a doodle. It's tricky, ladies. Either way, I'm 24 weeks pregnant and struggling to sleep. So all I can say is, with your podcast encouragement, I definitely doodled or whatever
3: at 2 a.m. I like doodle. Didn't you have one, Cherry? Which was? Did you say taking care of business, or does someone say? Is it business time? Yeah, business time. Taking care of business. Business meeting.
2: Go yoga, and then it's business time. Yeah. Yeah. On that
1: note, off we go. We've got no homework now, other than go and have fun, go and chat to your loved ones, go on Tinder go and have a doodle or
2: Enjoy. a DIY and or an your love life and your sex life and don't be afraid to try something if you want to try it tune no. in to
1: series 2 have a look at our website thehotbedcollective.com at thehotbedcollective on Instagram and look out for news about our live show it's been a pleasure
2: oh it's been brilliant thanks everyone <sighs> Ta. So, uh, how was that for you? If you enjoyed it as much as we did, we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe to The Hotbed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen. Each one makes a massive difference.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...